What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Here we are with episode 30. Ooh, I, oh I almost gosh. thought we weren't going to get a wee back. I oh, thought yeah. Brian was either too tired or too Dude, depressed. I'm not going to lie. There was a small chance I fell asleep for a quick second there. Almost missed it. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. But as we heard, here we are, episode 35. The, I mean, not the first one of the offseason, but the first one that we're not talking about baseball that just happened. Yeah. um i'm kind of sad about it not gonna yeah. lie yeah the pretty sad it's over season's over i'm here i'm noah one of your three hosts i'm here with brian brian how's it going it's going great you know couldn't be better <laughs> and adam adam <laughs> how's it going for you it's going pretty good oh my gosh well bring in the energy bring in the energy it's a it's pretty good also you, you want some energy. If you are listening to this podcast, episode 35, the first one, we're not talking about any baseball that recently happened. DM well, at nonstop BB pod on Instagram. And I will, I will sing to you whatever you oh, want me to. Oh, oh. Uh, to, to be fair, this is <laughs> technically right. the third episode where we're not talking about baseball that just happened. Just, just want to throw that out there. But other than that, yes. you were correct. Yes, we did do I'm the two nitpicky. before the season. <laughs> I'm being um, but yeah, if you're listening right now, you're a real one for sure. OG. You're an OG. Yeah, we, we absolutely love you. Um, and uh, yeah, so nonstop BB pod on Instagram if you want me to sing to you. But then also if you just want to follow us and interact with us on Instagram yeah. or Twitter at that same handle. What were you going to say, Brian? I, I I take back what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't want to say <laughs> Brian, were you gonna? Uh, Brian might have offered something, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll call it there. <laughs> another, um, yeah, just keep listening to the podcast, interact with us, share it. Um, another quick announcement before we get into things: we are gonna go every other week in the off season. Ooh. We're gonna let the stories pile up. We're going to let things get tasty. Um, unless, of course, some crazy stuff happens. We'll drop an emergency pod. We're responsible. We in this. Gotta love that emergency pods. Um, hopefully we get some, I mean, I might be hoping for an emergency pod. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I mean, an emergency pod means that something actually interesting happened, <laughs> which means, you know. Are you it, saying that's what the we want. signings that have happened aren't interesting? You know what? <laughs> Yes, we got, that's exactly we got, what I'm saying. We got two ginormous names coming at you that sign in free agency later in the pod. Ooh. You want to stay tuned. You you probably already know who I'm talking about already. I mean, they're household names. They're household names in their own house. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if they're household names in their own house. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Immediate Damn. family, yes. Extended family, not so Come on, man. Even immediate family, they're not their favorite player. Yeah. Immediate oh. family, that's kind of harsh. No, that's no, not that bad. Right. Well, we are getting right into it. And before we get to some free agency, um, some talks of signings and also some speculation, how about we jump into these awards, okay? So yeah. – if you guys want me to, I'll kind of, well, we'll start, we'll start with, what do you guys think is m more, uh, less exciting, rookie of the year or manager of the year? Less oh, exciting? Definitely rookie of the year for me. Less really? exciting? Well, I guess for, yeah, for Brian. <laughs> for Brian. Less exciting. <laughs> manager of the year is not that exciting. I, I really don't I mean, care that much. Uh, no, rookie of the year on a normal season, I would agree is more exciting. Okay, well, we'll start with manager of the year. And um, for these, I want us to each say not who we think is going to win, but who we just absolutely would pick for each award. I think that would be fun. Okay. Oh, um, you're making me think. So manager of the year. We'll start off in the National League. Dude, I, I'm going to put this out here straight off the bat. If someone doesn't say Gabe Kapler, I might need to drive to your house and fight you right now. I think... <laughs> 
I mean, there's a definitely for the memes um, answer in the in National League Management of the Year. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, what I saw, I'm going to say like, Mike Schilt just yeah. say, hey, I'll say it. I'll say it. It should be Mike Schilt. Dude, you kidding that me? Been that, boy so took a, that boy took a Cardinals team that was dead to rights and got and dragged them to the playoffs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. yeah. Mike Schilt winning it would have been hilarious because they just fired him. <laughs> but. Let's be honest. Gabe Kapler, 100%, is the manager of the year for both leagues. I don't even care. AL and NL. That's what both leagues means. Okay, I, okay I'm going to uh-huh. stop with that. Okay. But uh, <laughs> 107 wins from a team that, like, some people didn't even think could be third place in the division. Like, yeah, it was no, such an wild. insane season. Like, uh, any, every veteran had, uh, like, a career season. Nobody really struggled. Uh, there were struggling players. But, like, a lot of players had career years. I just, no, no, absolutely. I, I agree. Gabe Kapler is that should definitely be manager of the year for the NL. I think it's, it, it's, I think manager of the year is an interesting one. Cause I think it's like, it's almost always going to just be given to like who overachieved the most. What team? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like which, which team like beat their expectations the most. Cause that's just, I think the, the thing that you can attribute to a manager at least as far as like stat wise the most um and yeah the giants like vastly overperformed what everybody predicted them to do yeah no yeah for sure. um for anyone curious the the other uh finalist was craig council of the brewers but yeah i'm yeah, going with gabe kapler as well <laughs> he's got my pick um but yeah I, I think it's an interesting point that adam brings up it's the it's really the overachiever award um because i think there's been some you know, recent years for me, the one that sticks out as a Red Sox fan is 2018, where it's like Alex Cora managed that team. So just beautifully. And yeah, they are, you know, had a big payroll, but I mean, there's a lot of pressure with big payroll too. And they dominated um, 108 wins that year. And, uh, but yeah, enough of that. Now on to the AL manager of the year for 2021, we got Dusty Baker of the Houston Astros, Kevin Cash, the race and Scott service of the Seattle Mariners what you got Adam I mean yeah who I would personally pick probably Kevin Cash I think the Rays still winning that the division I mean probably like the hardest division in baseball to win um this year I guess outside of if you want for the NL West but the AL East had four teams in the running for it for a long time um, and teams that I think most people would consider more powerhousey teams than the Rays, and yet Kevin Cash and the Rays still win the division. Yeah, no, it was a crazy race for them for sure. Dusty Baker, I feel like deserves some props because I mean he wasn't coming into the best of situations in Houston, right? Like he ans- he made all the right decisions for Houston essentially, like. Yeah, a lot sure. of people didn't think he could do it. I mean, we've been a big proponent of not having old managers on this podcast. I mean, cough, cough, uh, White Sox. Not, um, well, not, not, not having old managers, just not having Tony La Russa right now. <laughs> okay, fair, 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 fair. But uh, no, but Dusty Baker, like he's done nothing. He's done a great job since coming in. He really has. And the Astros were a great team again. Um, the other team you said, Seattle Mariners. I mean, yeah, dude, the Mariners had an insane second half. I don't know. This is a tough one to pick for me. What about you, Noah? Yeah, well, in terms of like how we're, I was mentioning, I want us to say who we'd pick. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go Kevin Cash as well, though I'm pretty sure Scott Service is going to win it because of the Thole Overachiever Award. Yeah. But like Adam was saying, just another outstanding year from the Rays in such a tough division. Um, I mean, you could look at the records, but also with, with the Silver Sluggers, seven of the nine American League sl- uh, Silver Sluggers came from players in the AL East, and none of them were on the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tampa Bay Rays were able to just, once they got a hold of that division, like uh, around midsummer, they just never gave it up. And it was a super impressive season from the Tampa Bay Rays with the amount that they have, even though it's expected of them, you still got to look at that payroll and be really surprised. Um, and yeah, it was just a really impressive season. Again, uh, I'm, I'm a little upset that um, 
<laughs> Alex Cora was not a finalist. Um, Cause you're talking about overachieving, like same thing with the giants. No one had the Red Sox yep. doing what they did. They also had to battle crazy COVID stuff and, you know, <laughs> didn't have Chris sale for most of the year. I was say I had major players, not, <laughs> yeah, not rostered essentially. And uh, yeah, we're one of the, one of the last few teams standing at the end of it too. Um, so yeah, I was just a little disappointed that Cora wasn't uh, given an honor of at least being a finalist, but I guess my vote will go to Kevin Cash. Yeah. Yep. And I guess since I have to put an actual vote in, I don't know. I really liked your guys' points of Kevin Cash. And honestly, I think, I think as much as I was like saying Dusty Baker did a great job, I don't think he really has a chance to win it. I think it'll probably be Kevin Cash or Scott Service. And do you have to be different? I'm going to go with the Mariners. You guys both said Kevin Cash. I'll go with Scott. Good old Scotty boy. Good old Scotty boy. Good old Scotty boy. That's a Brian code for doesn't want to try to say surveys. I said it (laughs) once. I feel like I butchered it, so I just didn't say anything. Yep. It's funny. I've heard it so many times, but then when I was reading it on paper, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So now on to Rookie of the Year. (laughs) Rookie of the Year. Starting in the NL, I feel like this is the more straightforward of the two. We got Dylan Carlson. Jonathan India and Trevor Rogers. Brian, who are you going with? It's definitely Carlson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it has to be Jonathan India, right? Yeah, it absolutely he has had to a be great Jonathan year. India. He had a great year. He was all the hype. He was all the excitement. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he had, just, a, I he had a really he had a really solid year, not even from a rookie standpoint, just like yeah. in general. Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially being that middle infielder he is. Um, yeah, if you're a regular listener, you know we love Jonathan India. We love shout out the Reds on this podcast too, and we really liked watching the baseball that Jonathan India played this year. You know yep. what position he plays? Uh, second base. Uh, shout out Joe Panic. <laughs> now, <What>? I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just can't help myself. Sometimes, you know. <laughs> now on to the American League, <laughs> we have Randy Rosarena. Wander Franco and Luis Garcia. Adam. Yeah. Oh, Brian, do you have something? I was just going to say, we also have to pay our respects to Adelis Garcia, who apparently died in the second half, but he had a great first half. And he was did. A rookie. And I love Adelis Garcia. I love the first half he had. And it's too bad he fell apart in the second half. Now, Adam, you can continue with your take. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think as much as like my gut to that is to think I should give it to Wander Franco. Randy Rosarena played way more and still had a really good season. I, I feel like you have to give it to him. Yeah, it's still weird to me that like Randy Rosarena is considered a rookie. Like I know he is a rookie. Yeah. It's just like he his like coming out was last year. Like he came yeah. out as a player last yeah, year. Yeah, rookie by technicality, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if you look at who's in the running, like I feel like you have to give it to Randy Rosarena. But, I mean, if you look at what Wander Franco did, like, he had that – wasn't it, like, an on-base streak? It wasn't even, like, a hit streak, right? Yeah, it was on-base streak. Yep. Was yeah, crazy. he had some insane on-base streak. And for a rookie, that's not stuff you see every day. So, I think Wander Franco is going to be a great player in the league, but at the end of the day – Oh, absolutely. And I didn't even mention Luis Garcia, who really came on for the Astros late. But yeah, I, I just have to give it to Randy Rosarena. Randy Rosarena, personally. How about you, Noah? Yeah, I don't know. Well, like the initial feel of just seeing the names, I think Adam kind of hinted at this. Your heart just kind of wants to go with Wander. I don't know if part of that is like we're saying it's uh, Rosarain is more of the technical rookie than actual rookie. Um, and just that immediate Wander impact and how great Wander was in playoffs, though Randy was too. But I just remember specifically against the Red Sox too, Wander just – just being awesome. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, in terms of rookie of the year, I don't know. I'm just going to say Wander. He just, I feel like this was a splash for him and I want him to get that rookie of the year. Randy yeah, had yeah. a splash. He had his, you know, NLCS MVP, ALCS MVP and that great postseason run. And I think, I don't know. I wonder if that like that future hype will play into voting at all in Wander will. That is true. Cause like if we mm-hmm. still look at future projections, like 
I love Randy and the way he plays, but like Wander Franco, dude, he's 20 years old. He was born in 2001. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I got to see. Wait, how many? Like you compare the counting stats, like Wander Franco had five home runs. Rosa Reina had 20. RBI is 39 to 69. I mean, it's also just stuff like Randy or Rosarena had like almost twice as many at bats. Yeah. yeah that too. So that's, that's part of the reason why I want to go wander is like, I know, oh. you know, playing more games is valuable and stuff like that, but it's not like wander was injured. Uh, yeah. Know. He just came up late. He just yeah. came up later. So I'm going to go wander. Yeah. Ooh, I like hmm. that. I like it now on to the Cy Young Award. Yeah. We'll start off in the American League this time. We got Garrett Cole, the Yankees, Lance Lynn, the White Sox, and Robbie Ray. Brian, who are you taking for the American League Cy Young? It's kind of weird, like, seeing Garrett Cole involved with the other two names. Like, I kind of forget how good of a year he had. Yeah, uh, he had a great year. Yeah. Yeah, he had a really good year. I just feel like so often on social media, you just see Garrett Cole getting bashed on mm-hmm. when the truth is like he actually had a really good year. Garrett Cole he's is just New York's um, Kenley Jansen. Baby. Oh. <laughs> no, he's New York's Kenley Jansen, Jansen, right? Because like like Dodgers fans, for whatever weird reason, hate Kenley Jansen, like even though he's great. Yankees fans love to just like rip apart Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I opened a page and a video started playing and I got really lost there for a second. Um, <laughs> I gotta get mom, I'm scared. <laughs> um, but Lance Lynn, though, like, dude, that dude had such an impressive year, man. Like his ERA, let me pull it up. Lance Lynn had a 2.69 ERA. He had 157 innings. I think, like, when you compare him to the other two, that's probably what's going to hurt him the most, even though Garrett Cole barely had more. Oh, actually, no, Garrett Cole had like 30 more. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> and Robbie Ray had even more than Garrett Cole. Yep. I I like when you look at all the stats, I think you have to give it to Robbie Ray just because he has the strikeouts, he has the low ERA, and he has the innings, right? You're dang right. But I'd still give second place to Lance Land over Garrett Cole, even though he has 30 less innings. No, yeah. Lance Land had such a hmm. great year. Um, I don't know. Well, I I'll let Adam finish this one off after I go. Um, But I think, um, no, yeah, I, it's funny at the beginning of the year on our preview, I talked about Lance Lynn as a dark horse Cy Young pick. And I actually argued for him saying that, um, you know, just getting, eating up innings being more and more rare for starting pitchers. I thought of him as being a guy that might have a little higher ERA than the rest of the uh, top Cy Young candidates, but maybe way more innings based off of his 2020 season, but kind of the opposite happened with him. Um, But yeah, I really value innings out of starting pitchers, um, especially when it comes to a Cy Young race as we might get to in the national league. Um, And, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Robbie Ray. I like those innings. I like that area. I like the strikeouts. Adam, take us home. Oh, and Garrett Cole's second place for me. Oh, okay. I like that. I will agree with Noah. It's Robbie Ray, and it should be Robbie Ray, and then Garrett Cole, and then Lance Lynn. Um, yeah, I mean the strikeouts, the dom- the 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 dominant starts that Robbie Ray had were more dominant than most of the other um, Cy Young candidates across the board, even even NL. Um, yeah, he, I, I think Robbie Ray absolutely deserves it. So I'm kind of curious why you guys both are going Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Cole second over Lance Lynn. Is it the innings or is it something else? I value the innings. Um, I value the innings a lot as well. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that's totally respectable. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, and then to spit in the face of me saying uh, that I value the innings, my pick for NL would actually be Corbin Burns. <laughs> um, <laughs> It would not be uh yeah who has the least innings pitched of the of the three, but I I just think Corbin Burns was just so stupid good all year um, that he would he would absolutely be my vote. Yeah, um, it's we highlighted Corbin Burns early on in the year as someone to watch because I think we kind of 
phrased it as he's really hot right now. You want to catch this hot streak. And then it just never really stopped. With yeah. Him. And then it's <laughs> like, well, keep watching. Cause uh, he's not stopping. Um, but for me, um, I'm going to go with Zach Wheeler. I don't think he's yep. going to get many first place votes, yep. but it's not like he's got a mid three ERA. It's two seven eight over two hundred and thirteen and a third innings. Yeah, which you know in twenty twenty one is rare and extremely valuable. With that like flat one whip, as ten strikeouts per nine. That's I don't know. I just think that's a pre- that's a phenomenal year. One that you know got overlooked a little bit because the Phillies they were a competitive team, but you know outside of the playoff race. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, I mean, it's basically what I thought was going to happen with Lance Lynn in the AL where it's like, there's one guy in the final three, that's just head and shoulders above in terms of innings pitched. I think because of that, you really got to, I don't know, for me, that's where I'm going. What about you, Brian? Yeah, man. The Corbin Burns versus, uh, Zach Wheeler is very interesting because, I mean, they both dominate, both have a low ERA, both have a ton of strikeouts. Like, it's actually pretty funny. There's only like 10 strikeout difference between the two. Like, Corbin Burns definitely had a significant amount more strikeouts per innings, right? But, dude, 213 innings is a ton, right? And, like, we're talking about 30 innings being a difference in the American League for you guys going Garrett Cole over Lance Lynn, even though Lance Lynn has like a pretty low, uh, significantly lower ERA, I'll call it. It's like 0.5. Um, and Corbin Burns, man, 167 to 213. Like, that's a big gap. Yeah. I think I kind of got to go with Zach Wheeler, too. And the third one's Zach Max Scherzer, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for Walker Buehler, man. Like, <laughs> he deserves <laughs> to be a nominee, bro. 207 innings pitched, a 2.47 ERA. The dude was brilliant all year. And uh, just sucks to be Walker Buehler. No, you don't I, even get I agree. Nominee I, status. <laughs> really, really quick before I add another thing on the Zach Wheeler thing. I think another reason why I chose Garrett Cole as well, and I don't know if Adam will agree this, but I just, for whatever reason, couldn't formulate that thought is that Lance Lynn was doing it pitching in the American league central and Garrett Cole was doing it pitching in American that, league East. That's absolutely. A really good point. That's a really good point. Yes. And uh, as we just mentioned, seven of the nine American league silver sluggers were in the AL East. And I think there's value to that as well. I mean, in terms of like small market and big market, I don't really buy that as much, but in terms of divisions and when you just look at how potent the yep. American league East was, I think that's a valid point. Um, but then in terms of Zach Wheeler, I keep hearing stuff like, Oh, Corbin Burns needs to win because he has the only separator, which is like his dominance numbers. But it's like, wait, what do you mean? Zach Wheeler's innings pitch. I feel like as a huge separator you know yeah you don't see people go over 200 like that's pretty rare mm. which i mean that's part of the reason i wanted to shout yeah. out walker Buehler because he went over 200 also yeah it, it's a, it's a huge number man it really is yeah especially now like when yeah. when managers are so trigger happy with their bullpens you have like, teams like yeah, the Rays. yeah teams <laughs> yeah. like the Rays. but yeah like people it, starting pitchers get pulled earlier than they have in a long time yeah now on to the biggest of them all. Oh, yes. The most valuable player in the war award. <laughs> we will start in the National League with Bryce I, Harper, wait, wait, Juan wait. Soto. We... Okay. What? I was going to say we should start the American League because, like, it's less debate. Okay. Though I, That's my – I mean, okay. maybe you guys think okay. there's more debate, but I think in general American League's less debate. Okay. American League sure. with Vlad Jr., Shohei Otani, and Marcus Simeon. Adam, I want you to start us off here. I mean, it's Otani. Like, as much as I want to be like, yes, it's it's Flatty. Or, yeah, it's Simeon, who had an absolute career year. Like had brilliant years. They had phenomenal years. It's Otani. (laughs) Yeah. Otani had a phenomenal year on both sides of it. He was was really good at the plate and really good pitching. Yes, uh, MVP, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. <laughs> oh, I'm super confused. <laughs> oh, my God. These ads when I'm opening sites are getting me. <laughs> I thought no one was playing music, and I was like, why is he playing a Kentucky Fried Chicken song? 
Oh. <laughs> I you am are, down bad, guys. You're um, all over the place, man. But yeah, no, it's 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 Otani. It's absolutely Otani. I think it, it, you got to be you'd be insane to not think it's Otani. I'm trying to find his pitching stats, and I'm really struggling. But anytime you have a pitcher that's doing what he's doing on the mound, and then you have to just bring up like, oh yeah, he got you a hundred RBIs too. Yeah, doing whatever it is that he's doing. <laughs> whatever, like, dude, he could have a six ERA on the mound. Like, it's still impressive that your pitcher with a six ERA is getting you 100 RBIs. Credit if he had a six ERA. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm that's so terrifying. I was, just, I was just looking up circus music since it's, oh. it's, it's going crazy. And then this yeah. <laughs> the creepiest w- thing of all time. <laughs> I went back and like, checked the ad was playing again. <laughs> oh man, I'm in shambles, guys. Oh yeah, it's Otani for sure. It has to be. Just he's too impressive of the season. It really just... It, He's too good. Yeah, I agreed. Um, just a crazy season. I know all year people were like, yeah, but he's not doing it on a winning team. Well, guess what? None of the finalists in either league are on a team that made it to the playoffs. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, t- useless argument. Yeah. I mean, um, who's second place, though? Uh, Vladdy. Yeah. Yeah. I say Vladdy, too. Yeah. I think as, as, as great as the season was for Simeon um, and it, and it was great, <laughs> but yeah, I think Vladdy just did more. And um, yeah, I guess, I mean, like you said, great player, Marcus Simeon, I guess there's a little bit more question of if Marcus Simeon, not just his greatness, but the exact numbers that he put out, or a mm. bit of a product of being in such of a nasty lineup. Yeah. Whereas Vlad, you just feel like you could put him anywhere and he's going to do what he did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but now onto the national league, we got Bryce Harper, Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. This one is tough. If you, we're able to narrow it down to two. I would love to hear the two that you narrowed it down to. I narrowed it down to one. Uh, Brandon Crawford. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I, for me, it's Harper and Soto. Like, I, I would just, agree. I don't know. Tati's Same. missed 30 games, and his stats just aren't quite up to par with the other two guys, in my opinion. I would agree. Even though he did have some a ridiculous amount of RBIs for – playing how many games he did i will give him yeah. that actually he had more rbis than ron so ron soda ron soda ah uh, yes ron soda <laughs> he had more rbis than Juan soto so that actually he had more rbis than bryce harper too now i'm thinking about this oh man i know you guys talk. Oh. <laughs> well it's funny i was thinking the same thing then i was kind of trying to look up stats while uh zooming and my computer was struggling and yeah but uh <laughs> But yeah, I was like, oh man, I was between Soto and uh, and Harper, and then I started to look at Tatis, and I was like, whoa, yeah. Some... Tatis win MVP? No, I I would personally give it to Soto, but I think he will. I think Tatis will win it just because it's Tatis. See, my thing is between Soto and Harper, I think they give it to Harper. He has like, I mean, he has an OPS over a thousand, like. Yeah, yep. Harper just has True. the stat year. I mean, honestly, the only thing Bryce Harper was missing was base runners. Yeah. Like, that's what they were missing. Pretty much. So it's like, at what point do you blame that? Like, do you har- affect? I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Um, does Harper get the blame for the base, his team sucking, essentially? Right. Yeah. Does, does his team not being able to get on base yeah. hurt his chances at MVP? Yes, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and maybe it does for people who care about those stats, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Personally, I'd, I'd give it to Soto. Interesting. What about you, Noah? Cause I'm going to go Harper and just throw mine out there. No, cause here, let's, let's listen to these numbers. Bryce Harper, 42 doubles, 35 homers, 84 RBIs said, and a hundred walk for mm-hmm. a, a grand total of a 1044 OPS. 
Juan Soto, 20 doubles, so 22 more for Harper. And then 29 homers, so is that six more for Harper? Uh, 95 RBI and 145 walks. Um, so yeah, that ridiculous 465 on base percentage and a 999 OPS for Juan Soto. Those power numbers, I don't know if this is just me, but they kind of seem underwhelming for what I would expect from Juan Soto. Is that just me? Like the home run and double numbers. I would, They're I feel, a little not, Maybe not home run, but, but it's not doubles? like... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the only doubles 20 doubles stuck out to me. That's over stuck out. 150 games is is slow for Juan Soto. Yeah. Um, definitely, in my opinion. Um, but a phenomenal year. And um, I don't know why. I just don't want to give it to Fernando Tatis Jr. here. Shout out Adrian <laughs> one time. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go Bryce Harper because also even though the Phillies, they they missed out, it felt like Bryce did just about everything he could to drag them to the playoffs, even though I know that last you know week or two was yeah. rough. But in the grand scheme of things, he really did his best to drag them there, and it just wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it to Harper. You know, That's someone fair. else that actually truthfully should be involved in this, not just me being saying Brent Crawford, but Trey Turner deserves yeah. to be in this conversation mm-hmm. he had a phenomenal year i mean listen to this stat line like he batted 338 he slugged 565 his ops was 950 he oh wait that's just on the dodgers i was reading those stats 328 <laughs> on the year and ops of 911 he had 32 stolen bases 28 home runs and 34 doubles like and trey turner yep. played better defense than probably anybody up there uh yeah absolutely yeah, so I just I I don't know. Trey Turner definitely deserves to be in the conversation for MVP, and I'm kind of sad he wasn't a nominee. I must say. Yeah, it's fair. I, yeah, I do want to jump uh, back uh, real quick because we were talking about Shohei's pitching stats. Uh, he pitched the most innings for the Angels by like 30 innings. Wow. I mean, yeah, I he pitched a hundred. He pitched 130 <laughs> innings with a 3.18 ERA. Let's be honest, the Angels are in shambles when it comes to pitching. It's not that hard to lead them oh, in innings. I'm not saying it's that, that it's like hard to lead them in innings or that that's like anything else, but like this is like one of the best bats in baseball who also pitched 130 innings. Well, yeah. And like you're saying, like if just you said, hey, this guy's going to come over from Japan, he's going to hit more home runs than everyone, and he's going to lead his team in innings pitched. <laughs> Yeah, like that's, yeah. That's You'd wild. be like, "I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. We, we're not porting video game characters into <laughs> real life." Yeah, that sounds like a cool TV show. Let me know when it is. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Sure, buddy. No one's gonna believe that. Yeah, it, it's nuts what he did. Anyway, Otani. That was like I said. That one wasn't really up to debate. No, that's yeah. Kind of a no-brainer. Right, well, well, that's future awards. Yes. Oh, I forgot about this as well. We do have some that actually were given out <laughs> this uh-huh. last week. Um, Silver Sluggers were given out, as was uh, a couple other, like the Hank Aaron Awards and then like the Reliever of the Year Awards and Platinum Gloves, that kind of stuff. Um, do you you want to run us through uh, Silver Sluggers quick and then we'll sure. give you our, any takes that we have? Real fast American League Silver Sluggers. Vladdy, Marcus Simeon, Rafael Devers, Andrew Bogart, Cedric Mullins, Aaron Judge, Teoscar Hernandez, Salvador Perez, Shohei Otani. Really no big surprises there. Yeah, no arguments for me. I mean, Vladdy at first, nobody else. Simeon, yep, absolutely. Devers and Bogarts, that's your, you know, infield, left side infield for the uh, Red Sox, absolutely. Mullins, Judge. Teoscar is interesting. Um, Maybe Andy, that's the one you could probably poke a hole. That's in. probably the one that you could poke a hole. In. He still had a really solid season, but yeah, oh, whatever. And Salvador Perez and Shohei, yeah. I mean, obviously for catcher and DH, that's. Yeah. Here's my proposition. Oh. Even though it's not his position at all, we take away Teoscar's Silver Slugger and we just give it to our guy Matt Olson. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. You know what? That's fair. I'm here for it. Um, but the NL. Silver Sluggers, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Buster Posey. What a good way to end the career. And Max Freed. 
It, shout out to the Braves. Oh my gosh. Uh, we mentioned yeah. that infield multiple times throughout the year. So shout yeah, out to us. That's a first, second, and third base Braves silver slug. And pitcher. And yeah. pitcher. Yep. And yeah, no, for sure. Hey, hey shortstop, where you at? Come on. I mean, Dansby had a good year. No, Dansby did have a good year. He did it in the playoffs too. Yes. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we don't give a silver slugger for the playoffs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have even less arguments for silver slugger for the NL. It it's yeah, makes sense. I mean, the only um, actually the only one that I that I would uh, nah maybe not. Never I mind. wanted to talk about the uh, Golden Glove though, real quick. Do we have those? You we went over. Didn't we go over Golden Glove last week? Did we? Mm-hmm. We, we have announced already next week. Pretty sure we did. Okay, maybe we did. My timeline's all off. I just think it's whack that so many Cardinals won it for the National League. If mm-hmm. I didn't say that last week, but yeah, uh, yeah. but since then. They we did the team gold glove awards. Yes, oh. the team uh, were the Astros and Brian's favorite, the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Um, <laughs> platinum glove winners were Nolan Arenado and uh, Carlos Correa. Yep. Conspiracy time. Let somebody else win the platinum glove. So boring. But yeah, <laughs> conspiracy time. Scott Boris knows the voters and the voters are trying to get Carlos Correa paid. Don't get me wait, wrong. Phenomenal wait, wait, defender. Aren't, those, aren't these fan voted? Are they fan voted? I think the platinum gloves fan voted. Cause I'm pretty sure I voted for it. Really? I don't, yeah. dude, I, don't I had know. no Cause idea. I, Cause I remember voting for Buster Posey. Cause I'd be like, that'd be so dope to get him a platinum glove. <laughs> I I've lost respect for the platinum glove now then <laughs> did, did we have respect for these awards carlos anyway? correa i don't ha- hate that one no i don't I mean, hate it it's fine from the options i was looking at in the american league isn't crazy but like yeah. dude nolan or like five years in a row like bro just let somebody else win the award yeah i mean he is good though no he is very good and i shouldn't discredit him like that but like it's boring yeah, and then you know Mike Trout could be defined as boring too. So I'll just stop. <laughs> so you think so? So you're you're saying we should have taken it away from Nolan and given it to Buster? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Send Buster out with the platinum glove because for some reason he went his entire career without a Golden Glove, which makes zero sense. I thought you said he had one. Maybe he has one. That that sounds right. Get your facts little, right, Brian. I'm a little tired right now. Together. I can't think. All right. I'm well then fine. Well, we'll let's let's I'll, I'll get, fact check it while we let's, move let's, on. let's get through the other awards that happened. Uh Hank Aaron, that's your best offensive player. Uh Bryce Harper and Vladdy. Um yeah, I'm I'm pretty much fine with that. Uh, and then reliever of the year, which went to Liam Hendricks and Josh Hader, and also today i learned um unlike the uh hank aaron award which is your best offensive player the reliever of the year award uh has two different names it's the mariano rivera award if you win the al one and the trevor hoffman award if you win the nl one i like that i like it too um also i'm gonna argue if bryce harper won the hank aaron award he was voted best offensive player in the national league it would be just wrong for him to then not win the MVP, right? (laughs) Oh, yes, sure. Like in other cases, in other cases, like it's, you know, there's a lot of defensive value, but is Bryce, is Juan Soto giving you? No, he's worse than Bryce Harper. (laughs) Yeah, Bryce Harper's giving you more defensive value. And Tatis had a bad year, so I I agree with your take. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And Bryce Posey has one gold glove. That makes sense. It was 2016, huh? I don't know. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. It was um, 2016. Ooh, hey, my brain's not fully right. fried. <laughs> Didn't make a Man. total fool of himself. Yeah, you gotta love it. You gotta fight back. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Someone want to take over? I've lost. Uh, Do we want to jump into free agency stuff? I think that's about it for awards. Jump in. Let's go, Hebe. Brian spoiled it. The oh, first big signing of the offseason, Andrew Heaney signed. Oh, I'm so excited. Household name. Dodgers. I don't even know for how much. Who um, cares? It was like $8 million or, I don't know. Something. I think it was, I don't know, it was It was a dollar amount. 
<laughs> Andrea Eni, um, my immediate takes doesn't really surprise me too much. I mean, Andrew Heaney has been a guy for the last few years where he's had the solid strike uh, strikeouts per nine numbers. And I mean, but not best ERA, uh, Dude, but when, Oh, sorry. You keep going. But I don't know. I just think of a guy that a team like the Dodgers or Rays would think that they can maybe fix and turn into a, a effective, maybe three to f- five inning guy, something like that, you know? Dude, when the Yankees traded for him, all I feel like I heard is like, this guy has potentials. Like you look at his number, his advanced stats, like it says he could be good. He just needs like to be put in the right situation. And the Yankees are going to do that. And then he put up a 7-3 ERA with the Yankees. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to say I've lost faith because, I mean, he was on the Angels, right? Like they weren't helping him. We, we, we probably can all admit that. They definitely were probably doing more harm than good. That's it's the Angels and pitching. But uh, I don't know. I hope it crashes and burns. It's the Dodgers. High <laughs> <laughs> hopes over here for Heaney. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got any Andrew Heaney thoughts, Adam? Um, no, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't. I know. <laughs> shocking uh, that I actually have zero opinions about, about Heaney. <laughs> I really don't care. All right, you want to talk about having zero opinions about a signing. Uh, this was a really tough week for uh, Brian. Another one of his heated rivals, the oh, Colorado yeah, Rockies, <laughs> boy. re-signed Ulysse Chassin for Ooh. a one-year deal worth a little over a million dollars. The I legend. Uh, though when you look at his career stats, you know, he's been just a decent pitcher for a long time, but also who cares? <laughs> you know what, though? As much as we say who cares, right? And this was a re-sign for, you know, hey. whatever. Man, if I could just re-sign for a little over a million dollars, I'd be stoked. You get to play in a beautiful ballpark. Hey, dude, the Rockies love him because they don't have to pay him much and he eats a lot of innings. Yeah, and guess what? You get to go to the ballpark every day. And you get to hang out with that big gob. That big gob. That's some good company right there. And Trevor's story, who literally had to take a mental health day because he didn't get treated. (laughs) Actually, he's probably gone, so you won't get to spend time with him. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I guess now's as good a time of any as any for me to fill you in on some Red Sox offseason news. When asked if the Red Sox will pursue Kyle Schwarber, Red Sox president of baseball operations, Bloom said, we will. He fits us. Nice. So nice. There's, that's some confirmation right there. And then mm-hmm. also, Eddie Aces, Eduardo Rodriguez, rejected his qualifying offer. And apparently, I've, I've heard the market for me uh, on a multi-year deal is pretty hot right now. Ooh. And I hear some whispers about a team we've just been mentioning quite a bit. The Los Who's Angeles- whispering in your ear? The Los Angeles Angels. 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 Oh, the Angels. Twitter is uh, whispering in my ear. Um, So, I mean, I mean, the Kyle Schwarber stuff, that's, I mean, we'll get, we'll talk more about Schwarber when things heat up. I want to hear what you guys think about Eduardo Rodriguez's market. Um, What do you think about him potentially going to the Angels? I mean, the Angels will take all the pitching help they can get. I feel like I've yelled at the Angels enough on this podcast. Uh, put talent around Otani and Trout. If yeah, do this is do how they anything. Do it. Do this something. Is who they believe in, go for it. I just hope they don't stop at just Rodriguez because it's more than a one starting pitcher fix. All yeah. right, Brian. Here's my hypothetical for you. Well, for both of you, but I'll start with you. Would you rather have uh, the Angels sign Eduardo Rodriguez or Kevin Gossman? I'd rather them sign both than one of them. (laughs) I mean, Gosman, I love Gosman. Gosman's had two great years with the Giants. I would not be shocked if Gosman leaves. Uh, Dude, Zadie, I I feel like there's a small chance that Zadie, and not it's not only Zadie, the Giants front office just kind of gets an ego about like finding these like pitchers who can come out of nowhere and have great years for them. I mean, because they've done it time and time again over the last two years, like Alex Wood coming off an injury had a great year desclafani who a lot of people written off had a great year gosman and then the year before like there was like tyler anderson and some other guys like i feel like they think they can find discounts 
So I think they're going to spend up at a pitcher because, like I said, they only have Logan Webb. I said that previously. <laughs> they need pitchers. But I would not be shocked if Kevin Gosman is gone. So what do you think is the better value for the Angels, Rodriguez, without just kind of assuming what the deals would look like in your head, Rodriguez or Gosman? So that kind of comes down to how you value picks, right? Because Rodriguez, you lose a pick. Gosman, you will not lose a pick. Gosman went through his qualifying offer last year. And I think Gosman might be a little more expensive, right? Just based off the last two years. Mm -hmm. So Hmm. it'll be very interesting how they value. Like, do you want to get Rodriguez? Save not a lot of money. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it'll probably be very similar. Save a little money, but lose the draft pick. Gosman, I don't know. Depends what they're looking for. One's a lefty, one's a righty. So it's a lot of factors. What about you, Adam? That same question. What would be a better value and plan for the Angels, in your opinion, Rodriguez or Gosman? I feel like Gosman would probably be better for the Angels. I, I th- assuming that Gosman still pitches like as well as he did this year, right? Like assuming you're getting the player that you think you're getting, um, and then you get Trout back, and then you have Otani, and like that's I think what the Angels need most. It's just, you've already got two absolute superstars. You need as much power now as possible. Yeah, well, I am going to veer towards Rodriguez, though. It's an interesting point that um, Brian made about the draft pick. I just think Rodriguez has been like a really solid pitcher since 2017 and shown it pretty consistently. This last year in terms of ERA was a down year, but if you look, as we've mentioned several times throughout the year at his fit, his whip and the strikeouts for nine, all that stuff, it, everything seems there. And he seems like a pitcher that is, I, to me is going to age better than Gosman though. I'm he's hoping, younger than Gosman too. Yeah. He's younger than Gosman probably going to cost you less than Gosman depending on how long the deal is. And I think it just allows you to be a little bit more flexible with your finances. Cause I know the draft pick and everything, but also, if you're wanting to win with Shohei and Trout, you're going to have to do it within this next, you know, three the years. Saying do it now hard. The Angels got to go after two big starting pitchers, like they do. Just so, yeah. I feel that in my soul. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I want Rodriguez to stay with the Red Sox, but if I was an Angels fan, I'd rather see them go after Rodriguez and someone else. If that's it was, hard. I had, I mean, I, if, if they get Rodriguez and Gosman, that's obviously great too. Like we're mentioning, dude, if they get the two of them, I would gladly watch some angels baseball next year. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I haven't said that in a while <laughs> when Otani's yeah. not playing, I should say <laughs> we will. Um, but we will see you with that. Um, it's definitely gotta be a multi-year deal for Rodriguez though. Cause mm. that qualifying offer being rejected. I don't know if he's I mean, I don't, I don't know if you'll get more than that for a year. I really thought you might accept it and, you know, have a good ERA year then re-enter the market, but I guess maybe. Because then you're re-entering without the draft pick too. That's an important note, like uh, Stroman and Belt, or not Belt, Gosman. Why did I say Belt? I'm, no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that like, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good points there. Some good discussion. Um, yeah. Some other good pitch, pitching rumors. Um, apparently, the Blue Jays have been checking in with the Marlins about potentially getting Pablo Lopez, and who cares who else? They were talking about other people too, but I don't care about them. The, <laughs> the Jays are looking into potentially getting Pablo Lopez for Alejandro Kirk, and I I want that so bad. I like Alejandro Kirk; he's really fun, and and he's he's good. But the Jays have uh, Gabriel Moreno, who's a really good catching prospect. Um, and I love Pablo Lopez. <laughs> Please, I want that to happen so bad. Yeah, that would be, yeah. I think that would be electric, Pablo Lopez in that Blue Jays uniform. Mm, gotta love it. Yeah, and then I guess since you guys talked about your team, I'll throw the Giants out there. Uh, it's Giants are pretty quiet. They, they work a lot in the shadows, and you don't really know stuff until it happens. Uh, the only thing we have heard is they've talked to Brandon Belt and Disclafani mm-hmm. about a multiple-year contract with both of them. So that's kind of all we've heard. And Gosman's had some hilarious tweets. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, another thing before we get into a, f- a fun little exercise uh, is 
one exercise. thing one team <laughs> to look out for that i've just read that kind of snuck up on me i think i feel like brian maybe has mentioned this before but i'm starting to read watch out for these seattle mariners in this yes. off season they might make some hmm. big time moves they got some flexibility some young talent and it'll be interesting to see what they do i, I saw... want to see the mariners do what the angels won't actually i shouldn't say that they've spent big they've just taken l's <laughs> yeah i i mean i saw this one someone forecasting Simeon to the mariners which would be crazy Ooh. talk Ooh. about getting me up to seattle real quick <laughs> um, uh, but yeah that, i just thought that was interesting so it'll be something exciting to to look out another for, see team if the mariners do something along the similar veins is the detroit tigers i know yes. they're supposed to be a big player for one of these big shortstops uh they have a lot of money to spend and they have a lot of young talent that are still in the minors so yeah that's true it's a team to watch for sure i mean i don't know how attractive play in detroit is because they yeah, kind of are doo doo poo poo. It's yeah, it is. But hey, it is Detroit. It is what it is. Yeah. I hope the Mariners are aggressive though, because though that last week and a half of baseball in Seattle, well, all of all of Seattle baseball last year was super fun, but especially that last week week and a half, where every inning, every pitch was the whole place was on edge. It was awesome. Yeah, they're but, fun. But um, now on to our exercise i hope you have stretched brian mm-hmm. oh man i might pull a hammy a simple simple uh prompt here which free agent is gonna have the best sneaky impact okay so this could be like someone that's completely way under the radar as i picked um <laughs> yep or it could be someone that you know is a pretty common name but you just think isn't getting the respect so adam yeah, uh, lead us off. Yeah, assuming that he ends up outside of New York, uh, Marcus Stroman. Um, I think he's he's never really like a name that's a pitcher that you see like on the top of like, oh, these are the top free agent pitchers. These are or like these are like your must have guys. Um, but if you get him in a good rotation and you have some supporting cast there, like Stroman's absolutely the kind of pitcher that pushes your pitching staff from being good to great and can definitely get you a lot more wins. Um. Also, I kind of hope that the Jays get him because that'd be good. That'd be cool. Yeah, he would Stroman's do exactly that. <laughs> I don't know many people that wouldn't want Stroman on their team. Like, I would love the Giants to sign Stroman. Yeah, absolutely. He just, he's a solid pitcher. He just you really should is. rephrase that. You don't know a lot of people under 50 that wouldn't like Marcus Stroman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 all the old heads don't like Stroman. They're not a fan. But uh, I, would love, I would love if, um, if the Jays pursued him and got him because uh, I love me a good reunion. Yeah, I just I love the energy he pitches with. Yeah, like he's just so active on the mound, and I'm a huge fan of like just like emotion coming out of my pitchers. I just love it. Like Logan Webb in the playoffs, like oh that got me going. But uh, yeah, onto a a much less household name. Uh, Yeah, Noah, your pick. Yes. uh, So I have two names. One that um, one of them will for sure be in Major League Baseball next year. One of them, after writing, I was like, he might not. He might not. Uh, the first one I wrote, I was just scrolling down the names and then just kind of being like, huh. I wrote Yoshi Sutsugo. Um, for whatever reason, I've just, I mentioned this before, I just always love uh, rooting for players when they come over from Japan or Korea. Yep. And also just if the Rays like a player, I just feel like you always got to think he's dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, and that's then, fair. Uh, yeah, it's it's that's a fair point. And then I was looking at some of his advanced stats. His chase rate is phenomenal. Does not chase. He's a good patient hitter. I mean, yeah, it's a kind of a typical approach for a lot of Japanese hitters. Um, his average exit velo and his hard hit percentage are decent. Not like eye popping, but they're decent. Yep. And you know, if he could finally put some things together, you know, with all those things coming into play, he could be a solid OBP guy and just a solid. Yep guy on the team of course now that i've said that watch him just be like you know what i'm just gonna go back to japan and dominate yeah tsutsugo's gonna be like yeah you know what the this mlb thing i'm not really having it anymore yeah um but (laughs) which is very possible we've seen that happen before Mm -hmm. um but my other uh the bigger name that will for sure be in major league baseball next year 
um, is Michael Conforto. He's a guy I've always loved watching that beautiful left-handed swing. Um, loved watching him on the Mets. Really down year last year, but um, I don't know. I saw Red Sox stats on Twitter, a great follow, say that uh, he's looked at a lot of projections and a lot of people are rating Michael Conforto under a lot of people that he thinks that Conforto is better than. So he might be in one of those sneaky value signings. And uh, no, yeah, we've seen in the past, uh, specifically with the Red Sox, people come over, start to talk to J.D. Martinez a little bit, and they start to swing the thing a little better, just absolutely science of hitting. And we talked about with the Giants this year, too, all they do with their sort of the swing plane stuff. So if you see Michael Conforto go to a team that really works on that science of hitting and help them out, I think you could poise for a pretty big year for old Conforto. Um, I don't know if Brian has any more insight on what the Giants do with their hitters that has helped them out so much this last year. Yeah, just a lot of hitting coaches. Those dudes are just super smart. Just a, just a balanced breakfast. Yeah, man. Just, you know, sometimes you're just going to start your day with a milkshake. <laughs> That's not a balanced <laughs> breakfast. What? <laughs> but speaking about what the Giants might do, the two names I put are two guys I could see the Giants both potentially being interested in. And one's more of a maybe and kind of a new player that a lot of people may not have heard of. But the first one is, I just realized I wrote March Canna instead of Mark Canna. Ah, yes. <laughs> the good old March Canna. Um, but Canna, I don't know if he's as well known as like I think he is, mostly because he plays for the A's. And I feel like a lot of players in the A's sometimes just get overlooked. But he's been a very valuable player for a long time. I mean, he hasn't had an OPS under 700 in the last four years, under 750. Oh, actually, he was under 750 last year. So scratch that. But uh, he's just been a really solid outfielder, and he kind of fits what the Giants do. He's a little older. They probably can get him at a little bit of a discount for the numbers he puts up. Uh, I mean, he had an OPS of 746 last year and hit 17 home runs, 12 yeah. stolen bases. Local kind of guy, solid too. All-around hitter. Local guy. Takes his walk. Doesn't strike out. Uh, he strikes out a good amount, but nothing crazy. Like, I don't know. He's just a solid hitter, and I think there will definitely be some value in where he goes. And then the bigger name player who's definitely lesser known is the Japanese player, uh, Seiya Suzuki. I'm not sure if I said the first part right. S-E-I-Y-A. He plays in the Japanese league. Uh, in the last four seasons, he's only posted an OPS under 1,000 once. Been pretty dominant out there. Last year, he batted 319, OPS of 1,075, and had 38 home runs. So pretty impressive, dominant, power-hitting right-handed outfielder. And the thing about him is he's only 27. Usually when we see these like Japanese players or even Korean players for that matter, they're typically a little bit older when they come over and get posted. Is that more for the Japanese league than the Korean league, Adam? That's more that for, for the both. Japanese league. Yeah. Usually, I said it- yeah, I mean, well, because a lot less people from the Korean league actually like try to make the jump, okay. I think. And then the ones that do just are like, that good yeah typically like the, we saw the guy on the padres he got the contract he was from the korean league right mm-hmm. yeah so i guess typically japanese players you don't see them come over though till they're like 30 31 so the fact that suzuki's only 27 he could demand some interesting money it'll be interesting what kind of contract he gets and it's still kind of a maybe if he even comes over but i definitely see the giants being involved in him because he fits what they need they need a right fielder an outfielder especially power from the right side because they're losing that with Posey retiring. Sadness. Sad. What do you guys think about my picks though? Quality. Yeah. Love me some March, March Canada. Mm -hmm. Gotta Uh, love the March. (laughs) 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 But yeah, he's a guy we've highlighted before and it's funny. Yeah. Like you're saying, um, we, the three of us still know that he's not the most well-known guy, but he's probably less known than we even think just because we're, you know, around the Bay Area. Yeah. So we're just going to see if he goes somewhere and really uh, makes Pops. a nice little name for himself. Yeah. And bat flips, because that is a oh, yeah. bat, bat flipper it. right there. Always love a good bat flip. Oh, man. 
Oh, uh, earlier I uh, shouted out Kevin Gosman's tweets. I just, I found it. Mm-hmm. So like some random person responded to a Giants writers. Like I have a bit of inside info. Gosman will choose between the Giants and Angels. Gosman loves San Francisco, but has ties to Orange County. And he responded, inside info, question mark. News to me, only tie I have to Orange City is the bow tie I got at Fashion Island. <laughs> I just love that. It was great. Ooh, and then he had another dude. tweet about his kid. So it's great. Man, not a not a bow tie, but another uh, a good uh, piece of neck jewelry. Uh, Jock Peterson's pearl necklace has made it to Cooperstown. <laughs> where it belongs. Very important. Oh, Let's yeah. Honest. I mean, yeah, where it needs to be. <laughs> It's so good. I just love that. I just love that they did that at all. That's great. No, it definitely belongs there. I mean, it has its place in baseball history now. Well, you guys got anything else for this week? Uh, I do not. I mean, K- KBO playoffs are still happening. Oh, if you're really desperate for professional quick. baseball. <laughs> um, yeah, KBO finals are underway. Uh, there's only been one game so far. But uh, it's been a it's been a good postseason in the in the KBO. Dusan Bears trying to make a run all the way through the gauntlet. We talked about the sort of uh, the different uh, KBO uh, playoff style, but uh, Dusan started on the at the bottom of the gauntlet. They're the four seed, and they're trying to make a run all the way through. They swept the the Samsung Lions, who were tied for the best record in the league, and uh, now they're in the finals with uh, against KT. And yeah, this is cool. So there is some baseball still happening. Oh, baseball. You know, it's just that it's on at like one in the morning. I know. Unfortunate. Definitely unfortunate because it is some fun baseball to watch too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And other than that, don't got much. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. See you in two weeks. <laughs>